Uh, this is normally the part where I would plug whatever shows I have coming up, but, uh, well, like a lot of things in the world right now, that is on hold. Um, last month I was supposed to do four shows and four stand-up shows. And if you know me, you know that that's a lot because I normally do about eight in a year. Uh, so, you know, it was going to be a pretty big month for me. <laughs> I was really looking forward to it. Um, but the universe had other plans. So, yeah, uh, one of those was supposed to be the Dead Dad Comedy Club. And while we couldn't do the show, I was able to jump on their podcast. And I think that I'm their latest episode. So give that a listen. Listen to all of the episodes. They're all really beautiful and uh, funny and they, you know, they make me smile and they make me cry. And yeah, I think, I think everybody will enjoy it. So give that a listen. Um, something I have been missing a lot during all of this is improv. I miss seeing my friends. I miss performing. I miss watching shows. I just, I just miss it. Uh, but one thing that can help with that is um, on WRIR, every first and second Monday, you can hear Coalition Radio Hour. Um, it is one of the best shows I have ever, I'll say experienced, because if you if you were lucky enough to go to one of the shows um, before none of us were allowed to see anybody in person anymore, uh, if you were lucky enough to go you know that it truly is an experience. It's one of my favorite shows and I cannot wait for things um, to be safe enough for us all to be in the same room together because that is an experience I want to have again. Um, so definitely check that out. Again, it's Coalition Radio Hour on WRIR uh, and yeah, you can listen to it online as well. So cool. Um, before I forget, like and subscribe. I saw somebody leave a review on Apple and um, they said I was flirty and I love reading nice things about myself because I am starved for attention in this uh, this time of social distancing, if I'm being quite honest. Okay. Okay. You guys know I love Felicity, the WB show. And I will say the moments when I was sort of explaining these uh, like intense crush times for this person to this person, it felt like <laughs> the episode where Felicity tells Ben that she moved to New York because he was moving to New York. And I just felt like such a creep. <laughs> Like for part of it, there was definitely a lot of like, should I have said that? Like, should I have said that? But should I have said that? Um, and, and, and then on the other side of it, like I also felt super shy and there were like things I wanted to say that I didn't say and, you know, jokes I wanted to make, but was like, oh, I don't know if that person will like, you know, I don't want to say anything to upset them or to make them think poorly of me. Um, so I think more of my shyness definitely comes out in this episode. Um, I initially was going to call it a celebrity crush, but afterwards I thought, 
there are just like little moments where uh where you just start seeing someone as more human um I think it was easy for me to kind of put this person on a pedestal before because I didn't know them you know yeah so give it a listen and uh let me know who you think it is. Not that I'm going to tell you, but I would love to hear your guesses. Um, I miss you all so much. And uh, I can't wait till uh, we can all be in the same room. And I'm not a hugger, but I will probably hug a lot of you. So, I mean, if you let me. So, yeah, get ready. <laughs> I spent most of my 20s in monogamous relationships, but my 30s are off to a bit of a different start. So now I'm talking about life and feelings with the people that made me, or make me, feel them. Crushes big and small, old and new, this is Almost Nothing. This episode of Almost Nothing is brought to you by the RVA Podcast Network. Find more information at rvapodcast.org. really weird talking to you because when this project started somebody was like you know it'd be great is if you like got a celebrity and I mentioned you as one of the I was like if I got a celebrity I'd want it to be like this person this person or this person and so I think there are a few listeners who after we go through this they might guess it's you but yeah you are you are a celebrity crush um, well, that's very generous of you to refer to me <laughs> as a celebrity. Um, <clears throat> right on. Yeah. I'm flattered. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> thank you for your contributions to society. I am curious, though, like, why did you agree to do this? Um, I think, as most people um, know, uh, I am in quarantine. I think that's maybe, maybe I'm anonymous, but I think it's safe to say that there's not much else <clears throat> going on. And uh, I did a little, uh, the other night I'd had like, maybe it was overserved, uh, red wine, overserved by myself, um, and was feeling like wanted a, some kind of connection. And so I went on Instagram and I just did a little like AMA type thing. Um, which I'd never done before. It always seemed a little like indulgent, but, uh, I think I just needed some human connection. And one of the questions I guess was from you asking if, um, 
if I would do your podcast. I think I got a couple podcast requests. Uh, and I said, yes, because, you know, normally I probably wouldn't. Normally I probably most likely would not. But uh, what the fuck else am I going to do? <laughs> are you doing... I excuse. <laughs> um, are you quarantining alone? I'm solo. I'm very alone. <laughs> Yeah, extremely. Are you are you in a relationship or are you dating right now? What's your deal? Um, I'm pr- I'm not really in a relationship. No, I'm I'm kind of um, yeah, I'm not really a relationship guy. I have a hard time committing to people, and um, and the idea, some of the ideas around relationships, the the um, the things that are required of me. Uh, are sometimes too much. So I, I'm pretty much like a hermit. Um, I, I date. Um, I, I date occasionally and have uh, romantic partners, um, but I but I haven't had a proper relationship in in years. What are the things that uh, that you think relationships want out of you that you don't want to give or feel like you can't give? Uh, me. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Are you speaking to like your time or just all of it? And do you mean like a monogamous all relationship? All of it. You name it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very much a solo um, person. So I find it hard to give, give myself, um, and and it's something I'm trying to work at. But uh, I think I've just gotten so accustomed to to um, not answering to anybody, you know, not needing any kind of reason or explanation for my coming and going. Um, I've sort of put myself in a corner that way. I'm sort of hemmed in by it, but, uh, so yeah, my, one of my goals is to try to unbox myself, but um, at a certain point it's biological. Like if I don't feel love for somebody, I can't really, I'm not the type to like force my way into a relationship. I know lots of people jump into monog- uh, jump from one monogamous relationship to the next and they feel, oh, nice. Well, some people feel, well, you know, some people feel, some people have a hard time being alone, I think. And um, so they sort of, you know, some people are just good at finding love and being loved, I guess, but some people also just settle really easily. And, um, and I don't, I'm not good at that. So I've got these, I've got this kind of rigid uh, ideas about love and the rarity of it. And when it comes around, it's, it's special for a reason. So I I don't give it out or receive it easily. So it's, it's, it's hard, but, uh, but I feel like it's worth it. (laughs) Do you, well, how many people, romantic partners, have you said I love you to and meant it? Hmm. I, you know, I've, I've, I've probably only ever loved, truly loved one person. Um, and I, I, I can only recall saying it to two people. But uh, I, I think I've only felt truly felt it once has someone ever told you they loved you and you not said it back oh yeah yeah I feel like that would happen to you a lot 
<laughs> um, it's just a shot in the dark. Well, I usually just, you know, I just make up an excuse about being deaf in one ear from, from our workplace ha- hazards. Oh but no, I, no, I'm kidding. Um, no, yeah, I mean, people feel things, you know, and some people are more attuned. It's hard when someone feels a way about you that that is not reciprocated. It's it's really hard, uh, and there's a lot of pressure to, I think, to um, return that that uh, that feeling. Um, but I'm not good at I'm not good at pretending um, if I don't feel a certain way, and it, it does get me in trouble. Not trouble, but it gets me. It gets it makes things awkward. Yeah. Sure. I dated someone who I stopped saying I love you to because I just wasn't sure anymore. And they noticed. And then it was like New Year's Eve or something and they said it and I just sort of felt like I had to. And so I did. And then it was then that I was like, yeah, this is not going to last. But we probably dated for like another year. Wow. So... Yeah. And did you say it again in that final year? Yeah, I mean, it was a thing. We were, like, also engaged, so it was it was just a little messy. Sounds like it. See, I try to avoid <laughs> messes. I feel like I'm trying to go in your direction. I'm not cool. quite sure which direction you're going to, but... I'm too far. I think I'm too far in this yeah. direction. I'm trying to pump the brakes a little bit. But... Gotcha. Um, I'm seeing someone right now who, uh, when people are like, oh, he's your boyfriend. I'm like, he's not my boyfriend. We've just been seeing each other for some time. And I don't know if I think he could fall in love with me. I just don't know. Like, you know, sometimes you start seeing someone and you're like, I can like see something. Well, maybe, maybe not so much, but (laughs) like. You know, just sometimes you feel like there's going to be something more. And I just don't know. Mm. So I'm really hesitant to call this person anything. I think you're slowly becoming me. I think so. But I really, I was, I need to. (laughs) Like, the thing about jumping from a monogamous relationship. Like, that was kind of the start of this whole project was Mm. I was suddenly like, you know, getting close to 30 and I'm 32 now. And I was like, what have I been doing? Like, Mm. I just, I'm dating these people and it never works out. And, you know, but I crush really easily. So I was like, maybe one of these people have an answer for me. Yeah. I think it's okay to crush. I think it's good to like be receptive um, to those feelings. It's just good to, you know, I don't know. There's no like, there should be no rules or, or framework or boundaries for falling for someone. You should really, you should really be able to fall. That's my problem is that I can't, um, I crush quickly too, but I, but I, I'm really good at finding the flaw in people. Yeah, it's terrible, but it's a defense mechanism, I think. So I, I don't want to fall. I, I, I'm afraid of heights and, uh, and I don't like the sensation that falling. We are like polar opposites because I really think I could fall in love with anybody. Wow. I wish I could take some of this and just throw it at you because like I don't want it. 
Oh, I'd like a little bit. Too much. Take yeah. take as much as you want. Mm. Speaking of crushing quickly. Mm-hmm. So I want to say it was like 2007. I was visiting some friends in New York and they were like, hey, we're going to go see this band. And I saw you and mm-hmm. I did not know you were in any of the bands. And I was just like, oh, my God, like, who is that guy? And I was like so convinced that we had a moment. And in hindsight, I think I probably was just staring at you very hard and you were like why is this person staring at me or you were not looking at me at all i don't remember i don't expect (laughs) you to (laughs) Um, i feel like sometimes people that i'm talking to for this like if i'm like oh my god this moment and i was so nervous and this 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 and they're just like i don't know like it's so okay right well so much of so much of these Converse, these like moments and um, experiences happen entirely in our heads. So it's hard to, yeah. it's hard to yeah. share that. I, yeah. That was also a long time ago. So, I mean, there might've been, it's quite possible that we had a little moment. Um, it would have been the littlest of moments. That was the first time I heard your band play. Okay. And then I was like, oh, I'm a fan. And then um, (laughs) there was another time. So I live in Richmond, Virginia. Um, But there was another time I was in New York visiting friends. And I heard you guys were playing somewhere. And I was like, come on, we got to go. I think like, I think I just had like a death in the family or something. And one of my Mm -hmm. friends was like, hey, I just got you a ticket. Like, come to New York for the weekend and just like hang out. Don't think about anything. It's like, cool. Mm -hmm. Let's go to this thing. And so I saw you guys play. And my friend was like, all right, let's go. And I was like, I'm not ready to leave. It was like, the show was over. And she was like, what do you mean? And I was like, I have to talk to them. I'm going to stand right here smoking this cigarette until one of them comes up here and I'm going to talk to them and it's going to be fine. And like, as soon as I finished saying that, the drummer in your band came up to me and was like, hey, I really like your hair. And wow. I was like, it was just so, it was so weird. And then I was convinced that I was like in love with him for a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean like an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mentioned something about like wanting to do grad school in Canada. And then he called over more people <laughs> from your band. And then suddenly like we were surrounded and I was just like, oh my God, like what the fuck is happening? This feels crazy. Like, I, I don't know. Did Manifest. I will this into the universe? Yeah. Like, what is this? Yeah. Um, where was and I? Then, where were you? Yeah. I don't know. You popped up right at the end. And then I was like, it worked. <laughs> and my wow. friend was just looking at me like, you're psychotic. And I, I mean, she's probably right a little bit on some level. And it was, do you know, remember what year it was? I want to say 2008 or nine. Okay. Interesting. Um, that's funny. Yeah, my yeah, the drummer was gay, so I don't I don't know. I, know. What he, I don't think he had designs, but <laughs> no, um, not at all. <laughs> but anyway, that's nice. I mean, you probably just had really awesome hair. And I yeah, that was a good hair year for me. Uh, the death was sad, but the hair was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, because I googled your drummer immediately the next morning when I was completely sober, 
and uh-huh. was like, oh, maybe this is the one I should have a crush on. And I was like, mm, he, he just liked my hair. And I was like, I guess I did have good hair that day. Wow. So, so you really crush. I know. It's so bad. It is so bad. Take it yeah. away from me. No, it's good. It's good. You're, 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 I don't know. I think it's a good thing. I think it's good to crush. I think it means you're like open to possibility. There's that. Yes, that's a thing. But I think the other side of it, and it's that side of me that's like, I could fall in love with anyone, is that I don't recognize when I should not be open. Oh. Yeah. I get that. I get that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, if you figure out how to fix that, just let me know. um I okay then I have one more like my last sort of like I don't know I guess we can call it like infatuation story Mm -hmm. I feel like you're talking to a stalker and the stalker is me by the way um sounds like a song right there well you do music I do comedy so I'll let you handle that one (laughs) um In 2014, I went through like a huge breakup and I, you had released an album, maybe it was a couple years prior, um, that was released on Valentine's Day Mm -hmm. and I slept on it for some reason. And then when I went through that breakup, I was like, I got to get that. And then I purchased it immediately. And I remember at the time I was working at a Planned Parenthood and I would, I just didn't know what to do with myself. So I would get to work early, sit in the parking lot of the Planned Parenthood mm. and just listen to it until wow. it was time for me to clock in. But, you know, it really helped. So thank you for um, that. Glad to hear. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was my breakup record. So yeah. Uh, I don't know that I was, it was designed to alleviate people's sadness or feelings, but it was, um, it's what I used as a kind of catharsis. And I guess if, you know, if you put something out there into the world, it's, it's open for people to also, um, feel as well. So that's, that's cool that it, that it took, it took a couple of years to reach you, but it got there. That's good. Yeah, it got to me when it needed to. Right. Um, I Yeah, I kind of, I'm the type of person who just needs to like stew in it for a little bit. Um, yeah. So I think listening to that, like I didn't need to hear the like, you're going to get over him type of stuff. I just needed to, to be like, I just wanted to like fall apart a little bit. Totally. Uh, that's, yeah, there's a catharsis in falling apart. You should let yourself do that. Yeah, I probably do it a little too often. Hmm. Uh, do your okay? So you said you don't really have relationships, but you do have like you date and stuff. I mean, I have relationships for sure, um, but I never they, they never really get to the point where um, we're in like a we're like a committed boyfriend and girlfriend. It's been, it's been a long time since I've gotten to that level. 
um, the last time I actively tried it, I was like, okay, I have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. And then I didn't see her for a week. And she was like, why didn't you, why haven't we been hanging out? It's been a week. And I was like, I don't know. Like, isn't once a week kind of, isn't that enough? <laughs> and she was like, no, it's not. This is, we can't do this. We're not, it's not going to work. So that, <laughs> that lasted a week. I was just like, oh yeah. Okay. That's kind of my limit. And so, or at least it was for her, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I really, I really had no desire to, to spend more than. It sounds like you should just do a long distance relationship. I mean, if that's, you know. Well, I think everyone is kind of in a long distance relationship now who, who doesn't that's... live with their um, <laughs> significant other, which is horrible. I, it feels, it's untenable. I, I, there's a few people that I, that I, you know, friend, like, I wouldn't say I'm like dating them, but I mean, kind of, and like, yeah, talking over, um, over Zoom or FaceTime sucks. It's like, I'd rather just be entirely alone than have this like half measured, um, you know, some kind of liminal relationship existence. It's horrible. What are some, besides someone like wanting to spend time with you, what are some red (laughs) flags when you are considering dating someone, however serious that may be? Such a monster. Um, (laughs) At least you're talented. Well, yeah, I'm just, I I know I I sound like such a sociopath. I just can't, I can't like feel love. Um, Red flags for me would be, um, like a really opposing ideology, I guess, probably mm-hmm. political one. Um, I think it, I need someone with, you know, an intellect, someone who's curious, um, someone who's, who's playful, like funny and, and can like poke at the world and, and make, kind of make fun of it uh in a loving way but but still not not um not follow the prescription too closely i guess um yeah i just need someone who who can kind of challenge me and if if i don't feel challenged if i feel like i'm doing the the lifting um i i very quickly uh that's a red flag and i very quickly uh hop off yeah. I need someone smarter than me, basically. That's that's all I really need. Mm. I dated a lot of people who thought they were smarter than me. Oh, yeah. That's also a red flag. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty bad... That's, a, <laughs> that's awful. When you... I guess, like, okay, so the people that you end up getting romantic with, do those normally start off as friendships, or what's the... Um... No, I would say, I would say it's usually like an immediate attraction. That's the, the instigator is seeing, seeing someone, meeting someone, um, being introduced to someone and then feeling, um, almost instantly feeling an attraction. Um, and I don't mean just based on physical Mm -hmm. appearances, um, I, I feel like I, I'm a pretty grounded, practical 
person, but there is, I feel like there is something sort of mystical about attraction. And when you can feel it with someone, uh, obviously physical appearances are a part of that, but there's also something in the way that those, that appearance is expressed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so yeah, it starts with that. It starts with this, with the, the crush, I guess. And then, um, you know, it's like a question pops up and then you answer that question. And, and sometimes the answer is unsatisfying and sometimes it's satisfying. You ask another question and you keep asking until, until you're satisfied. Cute. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Are you, do you do the dating apps? I do one of them. I do one of the apps. Which one? It's this like super elitist app called Raya. I thought you might say that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's pretty lame and sad, but um, <laughs> but it feels just less chaotic than some of the other apps I've used have just felt like there's so many people and so many of them are spam bots. And um, Oh, I did not know that actually. Yeah, I used Tinder once. For a while, I, I tried Tinder, and it was all spam. And, um, and uh, yeah, just no, none of them were – no one who was hitting me up was real. They were all, like, spam that wanted to, like, lure me into some kind of, um, you know, paid sex thing, which is fine. Sex work is I, full support of, but uh, – it was totally out out of like under the auspices of like, let's hang out. But it clearly was like, follow me on this link. Like I can't chat here. It's like, you're just trying to sell me something, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's, that was my experience with Tinder. And, and, um, and I tried a couple other ones too. And hinge was just like, everyone was a fundamental Christian. What? Everyone that I thought every like thing was like a quote about Jesus. And, and, and I just, yeah, I just felt like kind of just like lost in, in a, a sea of, of of too much, I guess. So yeah, this one is just like really, it's whack, but it's um, it's sometimes I'll see people that I know and it's like, oh, that person's single, cool. That's kind of the, the most um, effective use for it. <laughs> So if you see someone on there that you know and you're interested in, do you still contact them through Raya or would you just like text them or? Yeah, I'd probably text them, slide into the DM somehow and pretend like I never saw that. Um, (laughs) That's so clever. You're single. (laughs) Finally. Um, Um, I did the apps for a little bit and the only people that oh I guess well I was about to lie to you I was gonna say the only people that messaged me were people I already knew but there were a few that I didn't know but a good majority of them I'd say were people that already had my number so it really? seems weird because I was like you could have just texted me and asked me out yeah you know it's protocol you know probably I don't know I hate I hate dating apps I'll never do them again yeah, it's 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 rough. It it's rough. It feels like we're in the, in a real moment where um it's kind of all we can do, you know. Well, I do like the idea. If I were on dating apps now, I like the idea of like 
doing something like talking through Zoom or a phone call or whatever instead of I just hate the idea of going to dinner with someone and like sure. that type of a date is so sure. completely unappealing to me especially if you know within five seconds which I've done so many times I've mm -hmm. figured out in five seconds that there's no chemistry yeah and you know a photo of someone uh will tell you nothing about that person as as good looking as they may be mm -hmm. and yeah you're stuck you're stuck at dinner or or having drinks and you feel like I, I have my problem is being able to just get out of there when I when I know that it's not gonna work out um but like yeah not wanting to be rude or something yeah because I would normally push for a drink because then I know like I can get out of it quicker but then I'd feel like I'm gonna be rude so then I would just end up getting probably a little more drunk than I should have and then right. and then I get that feeling of like well I don't want them to think I'm like having fun because I'm really not right um, well yeah dinner has a beginning middle and an end but drinks is this sort of yeah this thing that can go on for indefinitely so yeah it's good to have an out I think it's good to say like oh yeah I have like an hour to kill before I to get back to work or something what's your ideal date situation then um, I would say first date situation. You mean like setting or uh, emotionally, emotional? All of it. Well, definitely like feeling like I'm going deeper and deeper with someone uh, immediately upon, upon, you know, ha hanging out with them, feeling like I want to keep continuing um, going forward with them. Um, that's exciting when it feels like sort of intoxicating. Um, and that can be anywhere. I mean, it's nice when it's somewhat non-traditional and you're like in a weird environment, but it can also be nice if you're just at a, at a bar or two. And, and once you're connecting with someone, it kind of doesn't matter where you are. You know? mm, that's true. I always say a sporting event. Oh, then if it's nice. bad, I don't have to pay attention. We, like, we don't have to talk. We can just watch the game. Yeah, I did that once. I, I got crazy seats to a basketball game in Portland and took a, a blind date there. And it was, yeah, it was like, oh, this is, this is fun. Do you do blind dates often? Uh, I would say it depends, you know. I'm open to it. I I'm open to you know, I'm, I am a romantic, like, even though it sounds like I'm this cold person, I go into every, <laughs> I go into every relation, I go into every um, date or, or relationship potential with, with the idea and the hope that it could be something special and real. And I have all of the, um, I, yeah, I go in optimistic and I, I go in with, um, with, uh, with a, you know, a positive um, outlook on on how it could unfold. It's 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 that I, yeah, my threshold is pretty low, I guess. But I have hope. I have hope for. So yeah, I go on date. I go. On, I'll go on blind dates and like. I like to chat with people. I like to like, and I like to drink too. So they're kind of perfect. It's like, oh, let's go and and get to know each other. It's it seems. Um, 
it doesn't seem that difficult. Okay. Would you let me set you up with somebody? Uh, I, I would let you, I would let you attempt to. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I don't have anyone in mind just yet, but I'll okay. work on it. <laughs> oh, okay. Great. <laughs> I just like to know who's open. That's all. Um, business, yeah. <laughs> okay. What about, what are your thoughts on marriage and kids? Are those things you've ever wanted? Things you definitely do, definitely don't see? Um, yeah, I want, I, I like the idea of those things. I'm more interested in the idea of um, kids than marriage. Marriage seems, you know, it's a formality. Mm-hmm. It, it seems kind of antiquated in a way. Um, but it, it, you know, it's tradition and like it, it sometimes tradition is fun. Um, and I, I'm open to it. Uh, kids, uh, it seems tr- traditional too, but it seems also kind of biological for me. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm, um, I'm at a, I'm, I'm in a place where, where I would, I would definitely have kids. Uh, it depends on what the, what the circumstances are, but yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, that's, that's somewhere I'd like to be, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I used to definitely want both. Um, but the older I get, the less, the less I want for either. It's like, I can definitely, I can obviously see myself committing to someone because it's like all I do. Um, but mm. I just feel like it'd be another thing to entangle later, which maybe means I'm not that, I don't know if that means I'm not as, um, secure in a relationship or I'm just more realistic. I don't know. (laughs) Got some thinking to do. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do a few little quick fire things. What was the first song you slow danced to? Oh God, I could not tell you. I, I know. Ever remembers? Yeah. I mean, I, I remember. I remember where I would have been. I would have been probably in fifth grade or sixth grade, and I remember those dances very much. Those were obviously. <clears throat> thrilling um but i yeah i don't remember the song maybe stairway to heaven i remember this kid jesse burton made a made a uh he was like the music he was like the resident in our class he was like mm-hmm. i know music i think he had like an older sister or an older cousin or something so he was like i'm gonna make them i'm gonna handle the music for the for the dance and uh he knew to put on Stairway to Heaven because we would only get three slow dance. We'd get, um, for every four fast songs, you'd get one slow dance or something. What? I went to a Catholic school, so it was, uh, oh, okay. so there was a lot of parameters. We, we got to parcel out the, um, the touching, um, unless you're, <laughs> unless you're a priest, I guess. But, um, oh no. <laughs> Um, but he, uh, but Jesse 
new to put on Stairway to Heaven because if we were going to only get one slow dance, um, let's make it like a long song. So, so that, so I, I think it might have been Stairway to Heaven. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's such a. I'm just like trying to imagine a bunch of children dancing to that song, and I kind of love it. It also looks a little creepy. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I know quite a few people who are who broke up during this time of social distancing. So really? You, yeah, I think, but I think it's brilliant. I think it's so smart. This this episode is going to go out next week. So if you're listening and you're dating me and you're thinking about breaking up, like do it. Now is the time because, you know, we're not seeing each other. It's just, it's perfect. I love it. Are you so, talking to your boyfriend? I don't have a boyfriend, remember? Oh, I thought you were seeing someone two hours away. Yeah, I'm seeing someone who, I don't oh. have a boyfriend. Okay, okay, okay. Um, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I think people, I think people should all break up. It's a really good time for rebirth. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, do you have some of the, the the people that I know that are going through a breakup? Um, they're not. Some of them are not having the best time, obviously. But do you have any words of advice for pandemic breakups besides have them? Um, advice for those for those who are going through it. I would say. I'd say get to know yourself, like learn to be alone. You know, if you're having a hard time because you can't deal with, with the loss of that person, like, yeah, get to know yourself, like spend some time alone and, and like, let that, like, I think so much of what we do and we get into relationships is like try to quiet the voice in our own head. Um, and I'd say if you can, turn it up really like listen to yourself and see what you you need and what you want and what makes you happy but that's the key to a successful relationship i think is if you can be um is not if you just jump from one relationship to the next because you can't be alone it's that you're you're contented in your solitude and you can share that aloneness with someone else yeah oh geez I've made so many mistakes. <laughs> What's the biggest regret in a relationship that you've had? Um, leaving it, probably. Oh my God. Oh my God. You just like broke my heart into a million pieces. I mean, what do you think that album's about? I know, but you know, sometimes you leave something because you need to, and sometimes the leaving, even though it hurts, is, like, the best thing to do. You it know? was all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make it... Doesn't make it uh, any different that, that, that I... I didn't want... I, you know, I don't regret it, but that's... That's life. Um... Do you think that's something you that relationship would that you wrote that about? Like, was that something you would ever go back to or could go back to? Um, the relationship or the the mental state. The relationship. Uh, it's not an option anymore. I'll just say that. Gotcha. That ship that ship has sailed. Gotcha. But I would. I would. Yeah. Oh my God. My heart. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm going to be like so sad the rest of the day. Oh my God. I hate it's that. It's tragic. Life is that. tragic. Life is, is. Life is tragic. Just got to know how to handle it. Yeah. Uh, I just want to <laughs> give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, I know you have to get out of here soon. Um, so the last thing that I do with all of my guests, um, I am constantly working on forgiveness. Mm. So I will give you the next minute to two minutes to apologize to me for anything real or fake, and I will forgive you. Okay, well, we were supposed to do this um, <laughs> interview yesterday, and I totally spaced out. Uh, I was actually really hungover because I got super drunk all by myself the night before Hi. on tequila and grapefruit. And, oh, uh, that's good. Yeah, it was so good. I was in such a good mood. I was dancing in my living room, blasting records. Um, I had a game night with some friends and whatever, but mm -hmm. I was, I was uh, feeling myself and I was feeling the solitude. And the next day I felt so horrible, um, so hungover, so depressed and so alone. And I totally spaced on doing this. So I apologize for that. Um, I just want you to know that I started the Zoom meeting and after five minutes, I was like, it's five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then after 10 minutes, I was like, you know, maybe something came up or something. And then after 30 minutes, I was like, well, I think I will leave now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's totally cool. And I absolutely forgive you. <laughs> um, thank you for doing this today yeah, and sharing your time and your heartaches with me. Thanks. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a great rest of your pandemic. You too. Thank you so much. Thanks. Talk to you later. music was originally composed by Paji Amati. This has been an RVA Podcast Network production.